0: Welcome back to Nick's Talk Sports, episode 11 of our podcast, back on our regular schedule here Tuesday evening. Um, I'm Nick Minocchio, here with Nick St. Lawrence. Yo, yo! Um, Jumping into some NFL recap of week 13, kind of a a wild week, a bunch of injuries to cover from the running back position, Uh, a bunch of quarterbacks getting hurt. Um, we'll jump into some Week 14 games with some weird lines that are coming up and, and some interesting games, some division games as they get closer to the playoffs. Um, most of the fantasy season is probably wrapping up this upcoming week, so Week 14 is a big week for um, for fantasy and everyone might, actually people might even be starting playoffs this week, but I have. would say most, most probably wrap up um you know go into the playoffs starting week 15 so a uh, huge week coming up with fantasy and uh we're going to cover the uh the Celts a little bit and jump back into best team in the east best team in the NBA and uh they're still rolling so uh we're probably going to start Celts and start NBA again um but before we hop into everything Nick how we doing good man um I got about eight days until
1: uh, I go under the knife so um it- getting to be crunch time holidays a lot going on sport wise personal life um but as always man nothing better than talking sports with you on a tuesday uh and we'll jump right into it i mean uh we're talking about you 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 said it best celtics best team in the east best team in the nba now you got all these fugazi analysts saying now they're the team to beat now even though they've been rolling the whole goddamn time um since we last talked uh they went uh Let's see, 3-1, and I believe, since the last time we talked. So four games in that stretch. The Heat back-to-back, get the Nets uh, at the Nets and then at the Raptors. They're on a a pretty big road trip right now. Um, And, uh, again, they won three out of that four, uh, losing to the Heat um, the second time around. Um, And they've looked great, man. Um, I mean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, so they're still rolling. Uh, That second loss, that second night to the Heat, was an off night for Tatum. I don't even know what he was shooting wise, like four for 14 or four for 18 or something like that that night. He still had a double double, but he was he was just off that night. And you know you know I hate to say like the game could be attributed to him, but if he played even an average game, they probably walk away with that game. But uh, neither here nor there. I mean they're 20 and five right now, eight 80% win clip. You, you can't really get much better than that, I don't think. They're going to keep that up for the rest of the season, but if they do, probably in line for pretty close to a, a franchise record as far as for wins. So that'll, that'll be close if um, if they keep it up for the rest of the season. Uh, like you just said, they're going on a West Coast road trip. They're going to be playing at Phoenix tomorrow night, at Golden State, and then at the Clippers and at the Lakers back-to-back uh, next week, Monday and Tuesday. So they got a good little stretch coming up. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put the Clippers and the Lakers in that category yet, but you know, Phoenix and then Golden State is probably going to be, I would say, their hardest two-games stretch that they could come up with in the NBA right now, especially both of them being away at Phoenix and at Golden State. Um, so it's going to be a good little litmus test of them coming up. But as far as what they've done you know, over the past week and even just from the beginning of the, the season, the team's still rolling and we talked about this right before we hopped on, but, I mean, they're still without Rob Williams, which is going to, I don't think it's going to mess up anything chemistry-wise when they when he comes back, but, I mean, they're still just rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's just wild. I
1: mean, that one game, you were right, Tatum shot 5 for 18. He went 0 for 7 from the three-point line that game. Ended up with, you know, a plus-minus, still a 0. Didn't, like, wasn't minus. Um, 14 points, 12 boards, um, and Jalen, which has been electric in this stretch—37 points, 14 boards that game—and um, he, he's just been awesome. Uh, I mean, just just really fun to watch. I, I feel like that. You know, I'm saying the same thing, you know, um over and over again. But he's just—I uh I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge Jalen Brown fan, and his game has evolved. He's not the turnover machine he was at the end of the year. He's, letting the game come to him a little bit better. Uh, You know, definitely been better passing the Rock. Um, So in that stretch, Jalen Brown, first game against Miami, 26 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. Um, did have six turnovers that game, which is not a good thing. Then the next Miami game, he had 37 points, 14 boards, five assists. Again, another five turnovers. I, I'm talking about turnovers, and you know Miami just plays us tough. They just that's you know uh, the type of team they are. But then the next game uh, against Brooklyn, 34 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, four blocks, dominant. and two steals. No turnovers. Um, and you know sealed the deal uh, against Brooklyn. And then uh, last night. You know, tough first half. I was speaking to you off air about it, you know, um, down three at halftime. And, I mean, the game was going completely uh, against uh, Boston And you know, second half. We just... We're a freight train, man, and we don't stop coming. And you know, it's hard to beat us in a 40-minute game. And he finished 22 points, eight assists, eight rebounds, no turnovers again um, last night. Didn't have a, a very good shooting night last night. One for six from the three-point line, and uh, you know, nine for 22 overall. But just that stretch, I mean, uh, he's been—he's uh, definitely at the very least All-Star level and showing that you know he's—I would say—closer to a one you know, B to to Tatum than like just that two spot that for some reason he just gets like automatically, you know, uh, put as, and that's nothing against Tatum. He's been next to special this year. And, you know, I've been talking to people, I had a lot of qualms. Uh, Tatum's a guy I just love. I know you're a huge Tatum fan and we differ and, you know, the, the Brown Tatum, you know, love. And I think the thing is that about Tatum that I didn't like last year was, you know, he dropped to the basket and he'd keep the ball low and get it, you know, uh, stolen or, or, blocked. And then he'd wave his hands in the air. He wouldn't get back complain. on D and complain and yeah. not getting the free throw line. seems like he put on a little bit of muscle this year. He's getting the free throw line. He's not having those, those takeaways on top of it when the, it doesn't go his way. He's not, he's just getting back on D and shutting it up. And I, his numbers are, are showing him. Like we said, he's the front runner for MVP. Um, he's just so good. And, uh, to, to be able to have these two superstars on on the team and uh, amazing supporting cast, it's just it's awesome to be a Celts fan right now.
0: So I think on twofold. So what, to to start back at your point with Jalen, I mean Brown over the past month, just ripping this off of Yahoo Fantasy, is twenty eight points a game, eight rebounds. So twenty eight and eight is insane. Four assists, steal, shooting fifty four percent from the field, eighty two from the line and I mean you and I agree on if we agree on one thing in basketball it's hate your free throws right you're going to shoot 82% from the line while you're shooting six free throws a game perfect um, Brown obviously they're both they both put in work this offseason so this is kind of was was my original point the, the work is attributed to them like Tatum and Brown both took the next step in my opinion also Missoula taking over as coach changed the offense a little bit and and almost gave them a little bit more it's like almost a little bit more freedom and they both took the reins and and ran with it they're both better offensively this year I know the defensive numbers aren't the same as they were last year but again they're without Rob Williams so that's the you know a huge difference because he's arguably one of the best defenders in the league but one of the best rim protectors but both of their um, offensive numbers are just insane right now and over the past month again if you're if you're averaging 28 a game and you're shooting 54 percent from the field as a guard or swing forward whatever you want to call them that i mean that's huge so their their efficiency i don't I, i'll pull it up off of nba.com but their efficiency both of them is just insane right now and, and if one has a down game the other one has a great game
1: and that and, and that's that's exactly what you know, uh, I think makes them special is that, we talked about this, I think, what, three pods ago, like, we hadn't had the game where they actually both kind of clicked, and, and, you know, since then they've had a bunch of games where they both clicked, but it seems to me like when the offense is lacking, one of those guys can definitively get you a bucket, and then the the great thing is, is like, we talk about those two guys being super special and accounting for a, a lot of our points, but... Then our supporting cast is just ridiculous. I we've been you know keep harping on the you know uh, on these guys like Grant Williams and Hauser and these you know um, Brogden and these other guys that are just shooting the ball fantastic. Not to mention like no one's talking about Smart. I mean the guy's having a really you know great season kind of under the radar, and you know uh, and and so is uh, Derek White. I mean the 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 leaps and bounds of pro, you know progression in his game. Not to say like. He was a really good player when he was in San Antonio. Yes, like he when was. we When we got him initially, I thought we were going to, like, inherit that Derek White, and we didn't for some reason. And who knows? He was having a baby and he's getting a new uh, – learning a new offense. He's, you know, having to show out for, you know, a new group of guys. But, I mean, he's a different player this year uh, in totality. Uh, you know, specifically, I feel like when he starts, but even just in general, he's just – he's been awesome. Shooting the ball much uh, better, um, more confidently for sure. Um, I mean, and we're not even talking about, like you said, the Hawford, You know, not us not getting Robert Williams back, but to to report and uh, uh, not to cut you off, but yeah, I mean, those guys really complement each other well. When you know we're in a, a lull, one of those guys usually steps up to the plate and gives you a guaranteed bucket. So, so
0: right now, I just pulled up the player efficiency rating on NBA.com. Com. Um, Tatum is eighth in the league. Uh, Jalen Brown's fifteenth. I mean, so they have two guys in the top 15, efficiency-wise. That's why the offense is going crazy. That's why Smart's averaging, you know, eight assists or nine assists or seven or eight, nine, whatever he's at right now. Um, I mean, Tatum's in the in the conversation right now, efficiency-wise. Durant, Curry, uh, SGA, Tatum, you know, Brown is right around, Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, you know, Zion, John Morant. Those are guys that are surrounding these two right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tatum's in the MVP conversation. Brown is in in my in my effect. I don't even I, I don't think he'll he'll end up being a starter in the All Star game, but he's you know one of the top two voted in from there. Who's that? Jalen.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: I mean the East is just packed pack, right now. Oh, exactly. It's it's kind of wild.
1: The, I mean, he he could be a starter, team. but I mean, you're basically gonna you know you got. You got guys on other teams that are going to be, you know. I mean, Giannis is going to
0: start. Durant's going to start. Tatum's going to start. That's three right there. Um, Donovan Mitchell is going to start, and then. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to if if Brown starts over
1: Donovan Mitchell because I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah,
0: they'll they'll just they'll probably just give Cleveland a starter. Correct, because they're 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 one team, right? Exactly. Um, But even even what's his name Um, off of Cleveland is having a hell of a season too. Yeah, Garland. Garland. Yeah. So.
1: And then you got the two guards from from Atlanta that could potentially get in, but they they've been slumping a little bit, so we'll see. But yeah, I think Young, they're num-
0: numbers-wise, Young's. I think he's having a better year than he was last year. Deontay Murray's having an awesome season too, and they're <clears throat> they're right there too, 22 and 25 in an efficiency rating. But sure. I mean, the the yeah, the East has just got a ton of players. Not that the West doesn't, but um, yeah. I mean, the Celtics just keep rolling, and the, again, they have a tough little stretch coming up. Then they play um, a few easy games coming back on the East Coast, and then they um, they finish up this month. Or I shouldn't say finish up, but they play Milwaukee on Christmas Day, which I believe is the third game of Christmas Day. Um, Let's go. Yeah, so that's going to be their first big test. And Middleton's back, so like no yeah. no, like no excuses. Yeah, exactly. Just, oh, they, they don't have Middleton or anything like if that. If anything,
1: we won't have – and they're saying that Rob Williams will be back by Christmas, so if every, everyone's at full strength – Let's, let's see. Let's, yeah. let's see
0: what the deal is. So, yeah, I mean, this this next 20, 25 days is going to tell a lot about the team. But, again, they're first in the league and number one in the East to where they need to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll continue to cover them moving forward for the rest of the season, obviously. And, and, uh, and uh, update on any happenings from there. Um, make our jump over to the NFL and cover the uh, week 13 slate of the games. Um, start off with the Thursday night stinker of uh, Patriots and Bills. Uh, the Bills beat the Pats 24-10. to A game I think we all didn't really want to believe was coming, but kind of in hindsight knew was going to happen because the Pats are just going to be a 500 team, and that's just what they are. And the Bills are a little bit better than their 9-3 and record, but they're just, the Pats just don't have the Bills number, unfortunately, right now unless there's 90 mile an hour winds and the Bills can't throw the ball. So um, Mac came back down to earth a little bit. A little bit of a rough game for him. And on the flip side, Josh Allen is, he doesn't turn the ball over against the Patriots. Right after the game, they showed a stat his last five games against the Patriots. He's got 15 touchdowns and zero turnovers. So he's on that i I don't know who else has played belichick that well um maybe mahomes had stats like that um peyton never had stats like that i don't i don't know who else has played better against belichick than josh allen at this point um and this is after belichick dogged allen a few years ago so um just an interesting little takeaway there
1: and that's probably honestly why allen he's got a chip on his shoulder you know to, to go against the pats i mean There's a lot of things in this game that bug me. I think, like, one thing that I I feel like it's a constant every time I watch the Bills go against the Patriots is that it's always these, like, scat back or, like, these... Uh, versatile backs that end up killing us last year it was Mackenzie Mackenzie again had a pretty good game yeah, he did. this time James Cook added in and you know was pretty efficient against us not only on the ground but also through the air and then Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs I mean top three receiver in the league hes just gonna do what he does um but yeah I mean Mac Mac did come bit down to earth but I mean Marcus Jones, you know, not even on not even people's radar. The dude was a punt returner and won us a game three weeks ago or whatever. Um, he's our leading receiver, man. Like, Tyquan Thor- Thornton's our number two. Like, w- Ramondre's our number three. I mean, at 24 yards. Our leading receiver is two receptions for 51 yards. Like, stop you know like and Mac Jones said that we you know pass the fucking ball the running game just not working you know pretty much uh exact words to Patricia and it seems like now the locker rooms a little divided on on our offensive coordinators Joe Judge you know as a quarterback coach and Patricia as offensive coordinator and we just look bad I yeah mean, it seems
0: sloppy it seems sloppy even on the sidelines I mean it, it was always kind of like tighten it buttoned up Brady was always positive not that Mac's not a positive guy I'm sure he is but again, he's, he's probably just frustrated too. And, yeah, it's and emotion coming it out. All over.
1: you know Kendrick Bourne, you know, goes on the air and basically, you know, states that like he doesn't feel like they're prepared or what they should be doing on third down and these downs are just go out and run plays. Like well, that's not what that's it's not how a professional organization should be running an offense. And um, unfortunately for a guy like Mac that was coming off a really good rookie season, he's you know he's regressed and you know you know the fan base is like. It's I want Zappian and you know, the Mac Jones lovers like myself are like no, it's not Mac Jones's fault. You know, uh, you know it's it's coaching and you know maybe it's a little bit of both. But the bottom line is that we're not getting it done. We the last two games were must-win games for us to be in the playoff hunt. Yep. That might have sealed the deal for us. So it is what it is as a Patriots fan, but we need to make some changes.
0: Yeah, they're um they're not looking good. I mean, even going into next year, they they're they're salary cap wise, they're kind of a mess. So you know it's not like they can go into the offseason and throw a bunch of money at a Stefan Diggs or you know someone that could come in like that not that Diggs is a free agent but just someone to bring you know bring the passing game up yeah, everyone's saying 2024 they
1: can, yeah like they're like a Higgins Higgins push and you know Great. you know 2024 sorry, sorry. I'm like sorry, cool I, like I have to year. wait another season like no and, and unfortunately <laughs> and that's uh you know I hate to say it but you know being a snotty-ass, you know, a Patriots, you know, fan because we've been good for so long and it just sucks to see them suck, you know, and, uh, you know, we're, the, we're at the bottom of the division, um, we're one of the bottom teams in the whole league. Uh, it sucks. It sucks to see.
0: Yeah, it's never good when the Jets are above you. Um, so we'll jump over to the Sunday slate. The Sunday slate was awesome. There was good games all over the place. There was also injuries all over the place, which Correct. was kind of shitty to see you never want to see people getting hurt but yeah it I mean for fantasy purposes for regular NFL purposes there was just you know it was, it was kind of shitty to see so um we'll start off with the Pittsburgh game at Atlanta uh Pittsburgh ends up squeaking it out 19 to 16 uh weird little game uh Najee's kind of turning it on for Pittsburgh and by turning it on 17 for 86 is really good for him but um my, uh, my takeaway on the Pittsburgh side, which didn't it, it, this didn't really make too much like headlines, but George Pickens came out afterwards and, and basically dogged the offense and the coaching and basically said that he, he's not happy with his target share, uh, that, that he wasn't getting targeted. He only got two targets in this game. Uh, with that being said, I mean, he's a rookie. He's also on a bad offense, and to come out and complain after a win is a shitty look. Uh, I mean I don't know the guy's character I don't know the guy from A Hole in the Wall just know him from watching him on TV but uh, just definitely not a good look and Tomlin's not going to take that shit very lightly he's probably just going to put him in the doghouse even more so uh, for anyone that owns Pickens and counting on him kind of rolling into the playoffs I, I don't I don't see how that's going to pan out well for him um, the Atlanta side of things again more of the same the other three point game they're just like the three point game Kings They, again, direct split down the middle of their backfield with Corderell and Algier. Um, Patterson had 11 for 60, Algier 10 for 52. They're just almost the same exact guy at this point, and they just split carries. Um, Maybe the one positive thing for them, they got London involved, 6 for 95. So he had a pretty good game for his the way his season has gone, especially playing with Mariota. But I think with the loss, maybe Atlanta looks hopefully to make a change at some point I think we thought this was going to happen earlier in the season but maybe they may look to make a change and see if Ritter's got anything available for him
1: yeah um almost the same takeaways as you I mean Najee's you know uh look more like the player we thought he was I mean granted 17 of his 86 isn't great he didn't find the end zone rushing um but I will say that, you know, averaging 5.1 yards a carry is much better than the 3 point whatever yards he had been averaging for the remain, you know, pretty much the remainder of the season. Um, you know, who the hell you know, scouts for them for receiver, you know, because I will tell you what, we need him on this, uh, on the path because the Steelers breed tie ty- you know, uh, top end, you know, wide receivers. Granted, a lot of them are divas. You know, they all talk. Shit, you know, that's but, what I was gonna but, say. But but, but but they're good. You know, they're really talented yeah, guys. And, no, I uh, agree. I mean, they always have a slew of, of good receivers. And yeah, not a good look. You can't be doing that when you're getting a win. I mean, granted, I don't think Pittsburgh's going anywhere. But you get a win, you know, you're supposed to build morale and you know, camaraderie and you know, uh, confidence in your team. And you got you also have a rookie top, quarterback yeah, too. And that's... You got one of your top receivers. You know, talking shit it's just not a good look. On the flip side, I just don't understand how... I mean, I called for it last week. You need to get Drake London involved. You do it. Fantastic. It's 12 targets, 6 for 95. Great. But, like... Next week he could have like two targets again and do nothing. He probably will. It's like you like. Can we get some consistency? The only consistency that we know is their run game's usually legit. Again, you know, spreading the spreading the wealth. You said you know about Patterson and Algier, but Mariota and Huntley both got involved. As a team, they you know average five point two yards a carry. I mean, they're a good running team. Period. Uh, You know the problem is that's where it ends yep. you know uh and again they lose in terrible fashion as always like you said in in three points so we'll see uh i think both of these teams are out of the playoffs so like you said it'd be nice to see ritter see what he's got um see if he can you know make that offense look any better than yeah i don't think he, I really. mean, he
0: can't be much worse so um nfc north matchup was green bay at chicago uh packers win again in chicago rogers played. Played okay. Didn't get sacked. And then came out after the game on the field and said that Soldier Field is a um, a second home to him and that he loves to come here and get a win. Which was just rub it in the face of every Chicago fan that has been mutilated by Aaron Rodgers for what, the past 10-15 years or whatever. Um, but Green Bay looked good. Uh, Fields again, rushing the ball all over the place, but Two interceptions through the air didn't look great. Um, He's not healthy. I don't
1: think. 254.
0: That's what I was just gonna get to. 254 through the air is is nice, but he's definitely banged up. The Bears being three and ten at this point too. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they just look at it and, and shut fields down. You don't want him playing injured and then getting. You know, some sort of worse injury, like a Robert Griffin knee injury type of thing, cause that's just going to set you back for God knows how long. The kids prove that he can he can play, and he's good enough to win games. You know, just kind of sit him down and, and move forward from there. Um, again, it's kind of a similar sentiment on the Green Bay side. Like, yeah, they won, but again, Rodgers is basically like a sitting duck at this point. Like, what what are they going to prove? Even if they get to 9-8, and eight, I don't think that gets them in the playoffs. So really what's the what's the point of playing him maybe to see what Jordan Love has Um, but yeah that was pretty much it and Christian Watson is a stud
1: yeah I mean that's that's my that's my my two takeaways three takeaways are number one why did Fields play in this game we talked about last week I mean it was not 100% they're not going anywhere like He's a franchise guy. Why are you putting that risk to get you know jacked up? He did have a sick run, you know, for a touchdown as you know um, typical fashion for Justin Fields, but you know throwing the ball, you can just tell he's he's not there. Two interceptions, not a very good game. I mean, uh, they lost that top receiver, and Chase Claypool, uh, you know, situation isn't working out so far. Five for 28, it's not going to do it. Uh, but yeah, Christian Watson is the guy. I mean, found the end zone again. Only three for forty-eight, but then had a ridiculous rush. Uh, we talked about a few weeks ago. He we took like a a slant across the field and went up the sideline. Look at Gazelle. And uh, he did the same thing on a on a run play this time and one for forty-six and a and a touchdown rushing it. And you know three for forty-eight and a touchdown through the air. And I feel like he's now quarterback proof. I mean, he did it with Love. He's done it with Aaron Rodgers. Like the guy's just finally showing out right now. Um, that's all I got for this game.
0: Um, So move on to a blowout game with Detroit and Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville just put up a a A dud dud of a game. Um, I heard another stat, too, about Jacksonville on the uh, XM Fantasy Station, and I forgot exactly how many games it was. I want to say it was 35 games in a row where Jacksonville hasn't won back-to-back games. Which is unbelievable if you really think about. It. Like they haven't won back-to-back games in 35 games. So in two and a quarter seasons, they haven't won back-to-back games, not once, which is crazy. But um, Detroit, I mean, they they look great when they when they look great, and they look horrible when they look horrible. But Detroit had a few games in the beginning of the season, the Minnesota game, the they get, Buffalo a lot, game, a lot on, of games that got away from Thanksgiving. Them. They're five and seven. It just win one of those. They're six and six. They're kind of right, you know, still in it. But um, yeah, I mean, they put up 40. Uh, it was 40 to 14. Goff looked good. 340 through the air. Two touchdowns. Amron Saint Brown, Turned it on just like he did at the end of last year, and he won some fantasy championships at the end of last year. Uh, he's doing the same again this year. 11 catches on 12 targets, 114 yards and two TDs. Um, it's back-to-back weeks that he's had. Actually, even might even be three weeks in a row. He's had really good games. Um, and again, Detroit running the ball with Jamal Williams scores another touchdown. I'm pretty sure he still leads the league at this point. I think he has 13. Um, Swift played much better for them, which was
1: Good it's to about see. him being
0: healthy, man. That's all it is for him. Yeah, he's good. Definitely good to see him get 14 carries. But again, I think some of that might have been because they were getting they were blowing out Jacksonville. um But yeah, I mean Detroit overall looks pretty good offensively.
1: Yeah, I mean a couple things. One, like what the fuck Jacksonville? Because like they have like a week where they shine. You're like, oh, like. They have promise. Like, this is a pretty good team. Like, oh, Trevor Lawrence, he looks pretty good. And the next week, he looks like absolute shit. You know, it's just like they have zero consistency. I didn't know that stat you just said, and that just makes sense because they have, like, it's a really big roller coaster ride. Anyone that's a Jacksonville fan, I feel bad for you because it's a whirlwind every week. You don't know what you're going to get. There's, at like least seven
0: I'll, Jacksonville fans.
1: Yeah, <laughs> at least on the Detroit side, and we said this in the beginning, they were going to be entertaining the watch. I mean... They they still are five and seven, um, but I mean they got a promise in future, man. I, you know, barring health, I mean, Jared Goff isn't maybe like the best guy, but he he can still slang the rock. He's had he had some decent years in, in uh, uh, at the Rams, but I, I don't know I mean, if dude, he's he went the, to the guy. Super Bowl, yeah, man. I mean, but then you got you know Swift and Williams. So Swifty is. Uh, Big only if healthy. I mean, the thing is, he's made a glass. He's always hurt. But I'll tell you what. DJ Chark's finally not injured anymore, and he had a pretty decent game, 5 for 98. St. Brown's legit, and they got Jamison Williams back. Granted, it was his first game. He only got one target, and they're kind of easing him back into it. But, you know, at full strength, St. Brown, Chark, and Jamison Williams with Jamal Williams and Swift, it's pretty good offense, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Uh, I mean, you can put they can put up points in a hurry, so I think um, yeah I like their coaching staff. Um, I mean we'll see. I mean at the very least you're uh, they'll be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, know, so for sure. Um, so they actually play Minnesota this upcoming week, and this past week Minnesota played the Jets, which was a, a good game overall. Um, Jets lost the game uh, 27-22. Minnesota moves to 10 and two. Which has got to be the most surprising 10-2 team in in history. But um, Cousins didn't look great in this game. The running game wasn't great in the game either. Uh, The Jets turned the ball over a few times and kind of gave Minnesota some short fields there. Madison and Cook both scored. And again, Minnesota didn't play great in this game. And I don't think the Jets played great either. Uh, Mike White probably could have thrown four interceptions in the game because I think some of them were dropped by Minnesota, so it could have even been um, you know a little bit more of a uh, discrepancy in the score. But um, Mike White still threw 369 through the air, and 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 he looks good. Um, I'm gonna start on the Jets side. They might have found something as well in obviously in Garrett Wilson. He looks awesome. Um, Corey Davis. He's gonna have one out of every four games. He's gonna have a big catch, and you know he 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 shows up. Um, Zonovan Knight, the kid gets to the outside. He he's big. He runs hard. He he looked good. And I know Bruce Hall isn't gonna be there. You would assume he'd miss a little bit of time into you know the regular season next year. Maybe I I, I don't know how. Maybe starts like on pup and goes, you know starts week 5 or something like that not looking ahead but um, his knee injury was supposed to be pretty bad Um, James Robinson has been a disaster for them so I would assume that he's not the guy moving forward Knight looked good and Carter got hurt and Carter's been the type of guy that he gets banged up he's just always injured as well Um, and again it's only been one game or one and a half games whatever but Knight he just shows explosiveness and he had that long rush at the end of the game when I know the game was kind of you know, hanging in the balance, but um, he looked good and White looked good. And and everyone on the Jets loves Mike White. Like the the offensive linemen all wore Mike White T shirts into the game and I mean I don't know what it is about him. The guy could have thrown four interceptions and he looked awful in certain points, but the Jets love him. So I don't think Zach Wilson's coming back. I don't think he's coming back this year. I don't know what the hell they're gonna do with him next year, especially if the team hates him. But um yeah, the Jets have a weird kind of like bright future because Garrett Wilson looks like he could definitely be a number one and I mean I, I would assume they, they move forward with white for the rest of the season they still have a shot at the playoffs um they look they look okay I I hate the Jets and I hate to say that
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I think white just brings out a different upside I think they, they, they he brings optimism I mean that that he just pushes that, the ball yeah, down the that, field. That interception to cost him the game was brutal, but he was trying. He 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 went out trying, kind of, you know, similar to like a Heineke, like he, he's go he's going out guns blazing. Yeah. And, and I think the team likes that because you know they have it gives them opportunity. Um, Garrett Wilson's just been freaking unbelievable um, uh, for them. At first, I I didn't know if it was a fluke. Like he had some pretty good you know route running ability, and I didn't know how good he was beat but He's been pretty stinking consistent. He could have had a uh, way bigger game, and, too. He, he's just good. I mean, but he got 15 targets. That's too. what I'm saying. You know, uh, and only caught eight. W- 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 which is big. The Zon of a Night thing, I agree with you. I just, not that I want to totally pump the brakes, but the dude's got Agreed. the freshest legs ever. I mean, we're, we're kind of deep in the season. Everyone else is kind of banged up, and this dude comes in like, finally, I get my chance, and he's blazing. I want to see a few more games under his belt. I mean,. I will say I agree with you. The James Robinson experience seems like it's uh yeah, it's done, okay. you know, but they still have, you know, uh, Michael Carter, who's obviously got that high ankle sprain. He's banged up. He he had, you know, some pretty, you know, good games, not only last year, but this year as well. And, you know, Hall is just, you know, ridiculous when, when healthy. Uh, again, it's going to take some time to come back. I'm still curious. Of, like this game, Elijah Moore did get six targets, but two for seven, like, I don't know now if he's got like the yips because he's, you know, um, been so long where he hasn't been involved in offense. To like, but last year he had some promising, you know, games. I thought he was going to be like the guy this year, and he's like an enigma, which is wild. And on the flip side, I mean, uh, you know, basically just like Minnesota has been plugging away, doing the all the right things to just get, you know, get a W. Dalvin Cook, pretty good game, uh, 20 for 86 and a TD madison spelling him a little bit for a touchdown and then Jefferson being the guy as always um not a huge game yardage wise um but uh definitely a touchdown chirping after the game you know to the dbs on new york because they're basically talking trash that Jefferson didn't do anything all game besides that touchdown and Jefferson's like well you know hey y- you can guard me but you know you've got safety over the top how about you know, once you can actually guard me one on one, and I have the help, then you talk trash. But the bottom line is, that's not what the coaching you know wants. They want to win games, and they don't care about one on one battles or fantasy points. So that's, it. that's all I got.
0: um nfc's matchup: Commanders. I was going to say the Redskins. The commanders at the Giants ended up in a tie, which is pretty disgusting overall. Um, game was weird game was definitely weird uh, both teams could have won in overtime and didn't um, <laughs> for real <laughs> they, I mean they, easily either team uh, I mean obviously that's like kind of like an idiot saying right there like obviously either team could have won but they didn't uh, they just both had again. opportunities they both had huge opportunities I think for for both teams it, it, a win there would have brought obviously Washington to 8-5 and five, New York to 8-4 and four. it would have just been huge for both of them a tie is just disgusting on the record um, Heinicke looked good again 275 and two TDs through the air they're, they're Start. he's starting to vibe or he has been already but he, he, he's just starting to bring McLaurin back into that you know wide receiver one type of category he trusts him down the field uh, he had 8 for 105 in a the TD uh, they're on by this upcoming week which kind of sucks but um, they've been uh, they've been from a fantasy perspective been good stat-wise. Um their I mean their offense hasn't been scoring a ton, but Brian Robinson again 21 for 96 on the ground uh chipped in with two catches as well, so he's been looking you know pretty good. I would say if you have him as a as a flex option or even worst case, you know, wide uh running back two, not terrible at all. Um, on the Giants side, they're again coming back down to earth where they were they were rip roaring, you know, one of the best teams in the league to start off, and then injuries hit, and you can just tell the injuries are, are taking a toll on them because they're the the passing's just not the same as it was before. Jones still kind of running all over the place, 12 for 71 on the ground, um, but he's getting hit a lot. He looks like the type of guy he's you know playing through something too. Um, he didn't he didn't look bad in the game. He, you can just tell he's he's laboring around, uh, but when he gets the ball, he he looks good.
1: Yeah, I mean, they got injuries everywhere, including their offensive line. Yeah. Um, which obviously is not only affect Daniel Jones, but Saquon Barkley. Barkley's numbers have been, you know, down from you know, the start of the year. Finally, got the bulk of the work. They like last week. They had three other running backs taken away, siphoning carries. This time, it was, you know, besides Jones running it himself, it was just the Barkley show, which is good for me and other fantasy owners. You know, um. Uh, and then Darius Slayton he's the only guy you can potentially start as a option and if so it's a flex or a wide receiver three at best um uh from the commander standpoint I mean this is another team that just they get a slew of talent I mean McClure and Samuel Dotson is a pretty good one two three punch um and then Logan Thomas as your tight end you know Gibson and Robinson as your one two punch in the backfield I mean they get a pretty good team I mean um we talked about Chase Young being back uh So they should be better, but the problem is both of these teams are really vying for a a playoff spot. So the fact that neither of them got to win and they both got a tie is kind of bad for both both because you know they're kind of fighting for that wild card spot. So uh, we'll see, but I don't think either either team's going to do anything in you know um, in in the deep yeah. I don't think it matters either,
0: either of them. I mean, I mean Washington, I guess, could compete. I just don't see the Giants competing with anyone really. Yeah. Um, moving on to, this was a heavyweight matchup, or it was supposed, supposed to, be, to be at least. Uh, Tennessee at Philly. Philly kicked the shit out of Tennessee pretty much the entire game. Um, really took uh, Derrick Henry out of the game and made Tannehill throw the ball. Uh, Tannehill didn't look terrible in the game, but didn't do well. Uh, Malik Willis ended up coming on at the end of the game. Um, that was It was that type of game. Um, almost like an MVP statement type of game from Jalen Hurts, where we've been talking about Mahomes um, after the Cincy game this week. We've been talking about Burrow, you know, Josh Allen, Tua. Um, Hurts is in the driver's seat for MVP and I, I think if, if Philly keeps winning the games and ends with one loss, or even if they lose a game or two, you know, down the stretch, Hurts' numbers are so insane that he's just, you know, I, I think heads and shoulders above everyone else, maybe – Uh, Mahomes might be a little bit close to him, but, um, 380 through the air, three TDs and then five rushes for 12 yards and another touchdown. So four total touchdowns. The guy's just the epitome of a dual threat right now. Their offenses, again, they go from, you know, 360 yards on the ground against the Packers to 380 through the air against Tennessee and 67 on the ground. um, Finally, a game where A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith both chip in and show why they both say that they're number ones. Brown had a ridiculous double move where I don't even know the DB's name, but he tried to get in his way. A. Brown basically just stiff-armed him to the ground, caught the ball, and you know went 40 yards with a touchdown, walked in. He could have stopped at the one-yard line and had a picnic. There was no one even close to him. Um, Smith made a few ridiculous contested catches and they're doing this without Dallas Goddard, who arguably was their you know, number three option and maybe even their number two option ahead of Smith, but yeah, I mean they're they're just rolling, and again, Tennessee, if they get down in games and Henry gets taken out of the game, they're going to have trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think they can exploit exploited, similar to that of the Giants. I mean the Titans were based on their D and Derrick Henry. I mean, very similar situation as the Giants, and they getting exposed. This is two weeks in a row now that Henry's got brought back down to earth, and I do just think that they're completely game planning for them. Traylon Burks was back, and you know he had a you know uh, a good catch, you know one for twenty five, got, got in the end zone, but then got concussed. He gets knocked out of the game. They got no one else to throw the ball to stop Henry. They can't do anything. Uh, AJ Brown revenge game, a hundred percent. That first touchdown was insane. On the double move, the dude was like in front of him, got truck sticked. You know easy walk-in touchdown the second touchdown grab that aj brown had was unbelievable it was actually really good defense just a better catch and you know devonta like you said had a, a few of those contested catches i mean they didn't even run the ball efficiently um averaged 2.8 yards a carry as a team that's not very good i mean um uh, not you know um terrible because sanders and hurts both got russian tds but i mean the bottom line is is uh, eagles are a problem they 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 can beat you in a slew of different ways. And when Jalen Hurts is playing the way he's been playing, I mean, 29 for 39, you know, uh, no interceptions, three TDs and a Russian touchdown. And then you got your two guys, you know, in the receiving end just absolutely destroying the defense. I mean, they're, they're a problem. They're just they're a complete team, and they have, you know, Super Bowl aspirations right now, and it's showing.
0: Yep. Agreed. And, um yeah i I mean we're gonna we're gonna have some interesting power rankings, I'm sure with some you know some different change ups yeah. different changes that we're gonna throw in there, but Philly's still you know however you have them one, two, three doesn't even matter. I mean they're they're a Super Bowl favorite at this point um and and like you said, a complete team and uh from from one complete team to <laughs> another complete team in uh the Denver Broncos, a complete pile of shit. That's so bad, man. They played at Baltimore, and I swear, I'm not sure what it is, but basically... This game is hideous. If, if Denver's playing a game, it's going to be disgusting. It, no matter what. It just doesn't I'll, matter who they I'll play. The they could play the 92 Dream Team in basketball, and they would muck it up, and Bird would get hurt. Jordan would, would go 4-for-18. It, it's just... it's They're so bad. Um, Wilson, no touchdowns again. He didn't look good. I mean, he hasn't looked good all season, obviously, but Latavius Murray led the backfield. Um, Still can't get over that. Yeah, it's 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 funny, but it's just sad. It's for actually them. not
1: funny too, you know. It's a both.
0: Um, Mike Boone came back off IR, so that's paying off for Lima, who spent $34 in Fab on him in Week Four. Uh, finally, six carries for 18 yards. Killing it. Um, he's doing well. And Denver, from a receiving perspective, this is the only positive I think you could take away from the season, is that Greg Dolchich is definitely a, a tight end yeah. that they can roll with moving forward. Is six for 85. Again, I, I mean, I feel like you might as well just like pencil him in for that, that stat line every week. Um, I think Sutton got hurt in this game. Yeah, yeah. Sutton got hurt. Uh, Judy played... In, again Sutton and Judy don't have they don't even like they can't play in the same field at the same time for some reason so when Sutton went out Judy had a few catches and that was what it was Uh, Yeah, Denver was just a mess on the Baltimore side obviously the big story was Lamar getting hurt Uh, Snoop Huntley comes in and I won't say played better than Lamar has been playing because he had an interception and didn't look great through the air but he had 10 for 41 and a touchdown um, the rushing game outside of Huntley was really, really bad. Kenyon Drake and Gus Edwards both looked awful. Kind of game, game scripted out because they were losing for most of the game. Um, Andrews, I guess, decent game. Four for fifty-three. If you can get you know nine point three points out of a tight end, you know, in PPR, it's not terrible. But um, yeah, Baltimore's in trouble without Lamar or. You know, and you, you were talking about this before. I mean, maybe they're not, because Lamar wasn't playing great, and Huntley filled in for him pretty well last year.
1: I mean, he, I mean, he got the game-winning touchdown. Huntley did. I mean, I feel like the games are kind of similar. I mean, uh, more yeah. of like the rushing quarterback have like big playability with their legs. Um, I, I don't know. Um, Baltimore is leading their division, which is wild. I mean, they're eight and four. Uh, they just another team. I just. I think they can get exposed by anybody, so um, this game was ugly.
0: Yep. Um, Browns and Texans, uh, Cleveland's first game with Deshaun Watson kind of went how I think, I guess I kind of thought it was going to go. Deshaun Watson struggled, didn't have a great game. Uh, they had, he was 131 through the air in an interception. Uh, they had no touchdowns on the ground either. Uh, it basically came down to, for whatever reason, their, their defense turned into the Freaking 04 Patriots. Because you talk shit. Um, they scored three touchdowns on the defensive side and then kicked two, two field goals for 27 points. I'm not super surprised because they played Houston and, you know, Houston's a mess. Kyle Allen didn't look good. Um, Damian Pierce actually ran the ball pretty hard, but again, he had nowhere to run. They were just stacking the box against him. Uh, daring Allen to throw he threw two picks there was fumbles all over the place Um, Houston's one and ten on the clock for the first pick in in the next draft it's just again it's just going to be what quarterback are they going to take and whoever they take as a quarterback I pray that that quarterback has life insurance because he's going to be running for his life and he's going to get hit and all that stuff so uh, they really have no other option besides to just you know, pick someone and pray that he's gonna not get injured.
1: Yeah, they need a lot of things. It's not not just a quarterback that's gonna fix that team. They need a lot of a lot of help. Um, yeah, Deshaun Watson hasn't played a game in like a you know in years. I feel like so. Um, I will say, I mean, definitely didn't look very good in this game. Uh, no. Like you said, it was completely dependent on their defense. Nick Chubb still did his thing, 17 for 80. Didn't get in the end zone, but still, you know, a pretty decent game. Um, uh, I mean, rushing the ball between him and Hunt you know definitely efficient on, on the ground
0: um, another guy I know we were just talking about MVP and I was naming a bunch of people and this guy's not going to get you know into the MVP discussion I, I wouldn't even say he's probably you know not even top five but in, in my book the guy's been most improved or comeback player or how, whatever you want to give him He'll I, probably get I don't know too. but um, Seattle at LA uh, Gino had a monster game 367 through the air three touchdowns Uh, Chipped in with two rushes for three yards. But he had a a huge game. He's been great. I mean, he's been absolutely great. And especially the way that that whole trade worked out with Russell Wilson, with them getting a ton of picks from Denver. Um, Gino's going to get... I would imagine he's probably going to get some cash from Seattle to stay in Seattle. And then they have a bunch of picks to make the team better around him. With... Arguably one of the better rookies, you know, in Kenneth Walker, and then two great receivers in Lockett and Metcalf. Um, so they got some pieces in Seattle, and Seattle looked good. They ended up winning the game, moved themselves to uh, seven and five. Um, the story from Seattle side is Kenneth Walker. He, he bounced a, a run up the left side, tried to score a touchdown. He planted his foot, and it was it didn't look right from the beginning. He just ran out of bounds, and then just ran over to the sideline. So he got banged up, came out of the game, didn't come back. Uh, They haven't ruled him out for next week, but um, DJ Dallas came in. uh, He got injured. He got labeled as doubtful. They brought in Tony Jones. He got injured and was declared out for the game. So then they brought in DJ Dallas because I don't think they had another running back. So they brought him back in because when someone's labeled as doubtful, you should definitely bring them back in. And they ran them, I think, like seven or eight more times or something like that, which seems like a great idea. So their backfield is a mess, which means Geno's probably going to have to throw the ball even more coming up. Um, but they look good. Yeah, I mean,
1: Taylor tail of the tape is I don't have nothing to say about the Rams. They're a complete train wreck. I don't even know who John Walford is, but he played terrible. Cam Akers sucks. I don't care if he got in end zone twice. 2-2 Atwell, leading receiver at 2 for 48, so... Rams got nothing going uh but Lockett, Metcalf, Font, all touchdowns, Lockett and Metcalf, monster games and Geno's balling out right now so uh if they do have picks I, I mean they don't have to do a lot of things I got a couple good tight ends I you know bolster their offensive line and get some defensive pieces and you know it could be a complete team so um uh, pretty uh pretty good future I think uh, at least in the short term for Seattle.
0: Um another team from the NFC West that I I thought this game was going to go a little bit different than it did, but Miami at San Francisco, San Francisco whooped up on Miami. Um, The story of it was Garoppolo broke his foot in the first quarter. He came out um, because everyone knew that Brock Purdy was going to come in and throw for 210 and two touchdowns against Miami's defense. Uh, Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. A rookie out of, I believe he's out of Ole Miss, uh, Iowa State, excuse me, um, one of those Midwestern cornhusking teams. Um, he looked good. I, he he came in. He 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 was accurate. He threw the ball to McCaffrey really well. Um, Debo, he looked like he had some sort of like collaboration with Debo, and he had played against or played with him before. Ayuk um, it looked like took a kind of a, a little bit of a step back to Debo, um, and the rushing game you know wasn't wasn't terrible. McCaffrey led the backfield, but overall San Francisco's defense basically just stifled up on on Miami. Um, they made Tua throw high. Uh, he had a few picks. They sacked him. They hit him a few times, or even he didn't they didn't get the sack. Um, and Miami just couldn't even run the ball. I think they had looking at it now they had eight rushes for the entire game Um, again kind of game script where they were losing the game most of it but they they just pushed to put the pressure on Tua and made him make the mistakes
1: yeah I mean they they pretty much eliminated the run game from Miami forced him to throw the ball and they were in his face the whole time so I mean I said this last week San Francisco's they're they're a problem uh I mean they're a problem with a dude that I didn't even heard of heard of before this game I mean uh but I will say uh I watched this, uh, most of this game and Purdy had some really good throws I mean while getting whacked still making the throws I mean I mean he played good um you know get, getting pretty much everyone besides Kittle involved in this uh, in this game um I think Believe it or not, this Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason combo is pretty good because Mason's the like the bruiser, and then Christian McCaffrey comes in and you know he's does everything. Um, they did try to you know run Debo a few times. I think you're going to see that a little bit more in, uh, in the future, especially now that they have you know uh, a rookie quarterback. But um, the only I think my only qualm about this game, I think Miami would ju- be just fine. Jalen Waddle was kind of relevant in this game. Was that Bosa, uh, Nick Bosa came up with some hamstring tightness. Uh, so if he goes out, huge. that changes that changes that defense completely because um, he's arguably probably one of the top five defenders in the league. So um, I, there are problems. Is San Francisco been in my top five for power rankings and not going anyway. Uh,
0: another huge game this week that we touched on last week, but Kansas City at Cincinnati, you know, kind of lived up to. The hype, it was an awesome game.
1: Probably game of the week after I thought the last game that was going to be the game of the week, I think this one was.
0: Yep. Um, Cincinnati ended up squeaking it out, 27-24. Again, they were down um, going into the fourth quarter. KC looked like they kind of had a stranglehold on the game, and um, again, it's Cincinnati pulls out a, a win against Mahomes and Kansas City. Uh, Burrow is 3-0 and against Mahomes just in 2022 so he's got something figured out against Kansas City's defense and he knows how to kind of move the ball up and down the field with them and I hate to say this but well actually I don't hate to say this because Joe Mixon's actually a pile of shit from a human standpoint but he's a hell of an NFL player Um, P. Ryan might be better because 21 for 106 Mixon wasn't really running the ball that well this season and he had a lot of you know kind of like subpar games he was just getting touchdowns and obviously he's part of a good offense but p ryan also pitches in with catches all over the place i mean it's six for 49 in this game um he didn't get into the end zone but he like changes he kind of changes the offense and i think if mixon comes back concussion yeah something like that so if he does come back you know, I don't think they'll like ease him back in or anything like that. But P. Ryan has earned snaps at this point, and he he's not that, going anywhere. No, it, it definitely a weapon that they can they can uh, move forward with. And he runs hard. He ain't he ain't the type of guy who's going to run out of bounds. Um, he's one of those guys that like a Marshawn Lynch who's going to try to run down your face and gives them almost like a little bit of an edge to them. Uh, and then getting Jamar Chase back is just huge for Barrow. Uh, he just changes he just changes the the direction of the defense on the on the on the KC side or whoever they're going to play against side he makes T Higgins you know be able to kind of operate one-on-one again same with Boyd um what's his name got hurt in this game Hayden Hurst but he was having a, a good stretch so we'll see what happens with him but he um You know, he just kind of opens things up for everyone because they can't one-on-one cover him. It's almost, you know, similar to Tyreek Hill. Uh, Cincinnati just kind of doing what they do. And, again, exactly what they did last year, you know, moving, moving up the ranks. And, you know, they have a shot, especially with Lamar going down. They have a shot to win the division, host the game in the playoffs, and, you know, see where they go from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they have full strength their problem gets anyone literally it's not just casey against any team they face and we said this before i mean their offense is that good um jamar chase brings a different element to their team and you know t higgins is a number one but yeah. when you have jamar chase he has to take the back seat and it's not a huge back seat but he does have to take a back seat jamar chase is that good there was a couple plays in this game were just amazing he had a one-handed like side catch on the sideline it was unbelievable um you know it was almost like he should have caught it it's like no dude that was an insane catch he had also another play it was like a third down big time uh, uh, play late in the game to kind of seal the game gave it to him in the flat and he just like was bigger and stronger than everyone else and, you know, picked up a first time kind of pretty much steal the game for them. And it, it's like those little plays you, you're used to seeing these big plays of German chase, but it was, it was the little things he did in, in this game. And he's a problem. And I couldn't agree with you more about Pirine. Ryan. I mean, um, I don't really have much more to say. You've said it perfectly. Um, and on the flip side, I mean, this wasn't a Mahomes fault game. And, and again, like, again, they're a couple plays away from this being the other way. I mean, valdez gantling dropped a sure touch on the end zone yeah. was literally in his hands and bucker crumbles under pressure i mean um he's got to hit that field goal so uh not to say they win the game but at the, the very least they tie it and you know mahomes put him in the opportunity to to at least at the very least tie the game if not win the game um you know pacheco has been pretty decent on the ground and you know mahomes and casey's not going anywhere and you know uh, as much as I, I we said in the beginning, it might be a, a Bills Casey. It could easily be this game again. Um, and this was that this was the result in the championship, 27-24. And you know, um, this is twice in a row that they've come out with the same score. And <laughs> I know that doesn't sit well with
0: Mahomes. The one thing too that what that Cincinnati did that a lot of other teams haven't been able to do, they took Kelsey out of the game. I think Kelsey had his first catch deep into the second quarter, maybe even his first target deep into the second quarter. They were, they were, you know just from an average NFL guy who's sitting on his couch watching the game. It's not like I'm watching, you know, film after or whatever, but they had like this bracket coverage on Kelsey where they just gonna, weren't, weren't going to let Kelsey, you know, break it. And they, they I think it, they looked at it as, if we just cover Kelsey, don't let him have, you know, two, three touchdowns, you know, 110 yards that the rest of the guys on KC can't beat us type of thing.
1: It, uh, what I did notice, and again, it's only two sacks for you know uh 12 yards on Mahomes but it seemed like rushed, taking taking away that security blanket in Kelsey that's mm-hmm. always that check down he used to, like having to like do way more than he normally does and i and it definitely had an effect on Mahomes um again we say that, but yet he was still 16 for 27, 223, 98.2 QBR with no interceptions. No I mean, um, dude's still really good. So, um, and it should have it should have been better. I mean, scaling, you know, uh, should have had a touchdown. I mean, that it was literally could not be any easier of
0: a catch. Yeah, day. and then like yeah. you just, I mean, you touched on it too. Bucker missing the kick. Who knows what happens if they go into overtime or you right. know, even anytime you have they
1: have the if if Casey gets the ball, they have a chance to score. So.
0: Um, so another divisional matchup in the AFC West, uh, the Chargers at the Raiders. Good game. Yeah, it was a good game. There was a, I mean, the afternoon slate was, it was offense all over the place. Um, I don't know who's going to win this award, but I feel like MVP has turned into a quarterback award and offensive player of the year has turned into a non quarterback award, but Josh Jacobs is going to win offensive player of the year at this point. Um, Another 26 for 144 and a touchdown, uh, chipping in with two catches for six yards. He is, I I don't don't even know if he's like, you know, defense doesn't matter who they're playing because he's he's done this against everyone they've played. Essentially, I think he's had a few down games, but he just does it week in, week out. Um, He bet on himself and it is paid off because he's going to cash in you know knock on wood that you know no crazy like knee injury or something like that happens before the end of the year but he's going to go somewhere next year I, I doubt Vegas pays him cuz they're hurting for money but he's going to go somewhere and, and be their RB1 um and then DeVonte Adams had another monster game 8 for 177 and two touchdowns kind of putting his name back in the hat for the best receiver Carr's been good I saw a stat they they posted it. They hate him for some they reason. They posted it right as the game was starting. I, I want to say it was like right right before the um uh, his first his first snap, and it was something like he had two forty and two touchdowns in five straight games. Yeah, I mean besides like that.
1: that flu game where the whole team was sick and no one did anything, he's been pretty solid this whole year. Yeah, so. he has not been uh, bad.
0: There's been some weird games where like they just didn't throw Devonte Adams the ball. Right. But Derek Carr still had still had numbers in those games. Um, Matt and, Collins, man.
1: This guy's like 31 years old, never heard of him, and he's having a decent season. Yeah, he he's is He's a pretty not bad. big
0: dude, too. For them to put up 27 points and two guys to have... I mean, Josh Jacobs had two catches. No one else had... Enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, Foster Moreau had one. Matt Collins and Devontae Adams, that was it. And then Josh Jacobs just run the ball down their throat. So, they have a very thin margin to win games vegas does like they can't turn the ball over more than once maybe and even. adams
1: and jacobs have to ball yes you
0: know? um and then the chargers are going to chargers they're just almost like a 500 type of game
1: i always find ways to lose games man
0: they do um eckler again you know 15 touches pretty solid game another hundred yards, yards. Yeah. it's just like a ho-hum you know another week for him uh, finally, Keen Allen has a touchdown. That, a, that
1: to pass was nasty, by the way.
0: Yeah, um, they look. He looked good, I should say. Herbert, again, I don't really know if his, this game's on him by any means, but 335 through the air and a touchdown, no interceptions. He was under pressure again. Uh, the kid from attempts.
1: the kid from
0: points. Vegas, um, the white guy, Crosby, Crosby Max right. Crosby. Yeah. He is He's an animal. Fucking animal. Yeah, he is an animal. He's very underrated. Um uh, i think i think vegas paid him but he's very very good uh and again the it, la couldn't run the ball they didn't do much uh they rely on herbert pretty much week in week out and they just couldn't get it done again i would i mean the big thing here is you know um just
1: falling short for you know the charges they they needed wins to stay in the playoff hunt and just not going to get done. Eckler's, you know, as consistent as you can get pretty much. Gerald Everett had a pretty good game. He had a pretty, uh, some pretty big actually plays late in this game to try to keep him um, in it. Josh Palmer has definitely been a bright spot for them, uh, kind of filling in because Mike Williams is a scrub. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jesus, I don't know how they keep losing games like this.
0: Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're just, they just find ways to lose games. Um, Sunday Night Football was... Just an absolute beatdown. <laughs> beat Dallas put up 33 in the fourth quarter alone. Uh, they win 54-19. to 19. Indy, uh, Micah Parsons tweeted it out afterwards. He said, I can't believe um, they played like they were actually scared of us. Something along those lines. Because oh, really? I
1: didn't see that. That's Indy...
0: Wild. Indy I mean, Matt Ryan, again, like, we, we talked about this last week. Like, how many times was Matt Ryan going to get hit? He only got sacked three times, but... He's a he sitting was, duck to this he defense. He was just stuff. throwing the ball. He threw three picks in the fourth quarter. At one point, they had four straight turnover... Uh, four straight drives and ended up with turno- turnovers. Dallas put up 33 in the fourth quarter. I think it was, like, the fourth highest scoring quarter by one team in NFL history or something like that. Um, I mean, Dallas's numbers are their video game-esque across the board, but their defense was awesome.
1: I mean, that was the tail of the tape in this game. I mean, they that, that didn't put up insane numbers. I mean, they ran the ball very – to be honest with you, it was pretty much their defense and, you know, uh, their run game. Granted, Prescott had three TDs. Their run game is where it was at. I mean, 34 carries, 220 yards, 6.5 yards. a carry, and four touchdowns on the ground. And their defense are just stifling, especially to close out the game. I mean, 54 points is 54 points. That's a that's insane. I don't care yeah. how you score them. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of 54 points. 54 points. So, um, I mean, again, talking about a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, they're one of them. So, uh,
0: Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, whatever it is, they play at Philly. Oh, that's a game. And that is going to be a big test for both teams.
1: Oh, so, so we talked about this. You know, We didn't bring it up uh, prior, but talked about a Christmas Day extravaganza now because you're talking about that game, which barring something crazy happening in the next couple of weeks, that's going to be a phenomenal football game. And on the flip side, the Celtics play Milwaukee, and they both should be at full strength. So Christmas should be a fantastic sport day.
0: So I think Christmas has six NBA games like they typically do, and there's also three NFL games. So it is actually Christmas Eve that that game is being played. Christmas Day is um, three absolutely horrendous games. <laughs> <laughs> so we can uh, we could, we could touch on that, but, yeah, the games are pretty terrible. Um, and then to wrap it up, the Monday Night Football game last night was... Stinkfest, ni- 90% of
1: the game. Yeah,
0: I mean, just an absolute disgusting game from... Tampa Bay's perspective. Uh, Tampa Bay ended up winning the game, 17 to 16, but the way they won the game it was just uh, Tom Brady-esque. I mean, I, I texted you guys this morning and said that I, I fell asleep and didn't watch the end of the game, but as soon as I woke up, I saw a few things on Twitter. I ended up watching the last whatever it was, four and a half minutes of the game. Um, Tampa was down 16 to three. Brady had the ball, drove them down the field, uh, threw a touchdown. New Orleans got the ball back, went three and out. Brady got the ball back, I want to say with a minute and 10, a minute and 16, whatever it was, something like that. Left, no timeouts. Uh, drove right down the field, second and goal from the eight with eight seconds left. And uh, the, the play they drew up was awesome. It, this, like, in and out pass to Rashad White. um Rashad White's dynamic, and they're going to keep using him moving forward, almost like a kind of an even split from a rushing perspective. There, he format. reminds me of
1: somebody else that used to be on the Patriots. Yeah. Oh, oh White is his name. Oh, weird. That's weird. He, very, uh, very
0: yeah. weird that he's he's even. I mean, he's bigger than James White. Oh, but way, he's, way bigger. He's awesome at catching the ball, and Brady's going to use him. Well, the
1: fact that he trusted him in that that I mean that was to win the game. Mm-hmm.
0: They had no timeout, so if he gets stopped short, it's, it's a you know it's game over too. So. Um, the, the the bright side outside of you know Tampa Bay having Tom Brady and being able to win that game in that in that manner is Godwin is right back to where he was or at least you know looks like he's back to where he was uh, dominating from a target share standpoint 13 targets eight catches for 63 you know, decent decent game for sure um, he's looked good over the past three four five weeks whatever it is Evans i think the the pass interference that brady threw the ball had to be whatever 40 yards down the field if he caught that for a touchdown we're talking about a different different story mm-hmm. that ended up going to k dotten he got he
1: got hurt on that play too so like he he, he went out came back in yep. um uh i mean godwin yeah he's back to form i mean Fournette coming back from that hit pointer and you know he's not what he was but obviously, you know, averaging 4.9 yards a carry this game, like, having that time to rest and now having a compliment in a guy like Rashad White, it's going to make them better. I mean, definitely going to get um, Evans more involved. And then Kate Houghton's definitely been a bright spot, too, like, you know, you, you alluded to. And on the flip side of the ball, man, um, dude, New Orleans is a mess. Uh, I mean, can't get Kamara involved. I mean, I think teams are finally catching on about Olave. The jackknife, Taysom Hill gets a touchdown. Other than that, man, there's they stop man. They're they a mess.
0: Um, they the the other I guess bright spot that you could say from a New Orleans perspective, they might have found a wide receiver two in um, Shahid. He's he's passed Jarvis Landry, who's obviously past his prime at this point. But um, Shahid's not bad. Four for seventy five last week. He had three for fifty three. Um, he's just he's he's getting more and more targets each week as well he averages almost 20 yards a catch uh he's a big play guy I was gonna
1: pick Bla- yeah definitely a big play guy yeah
0: and he's i mean he's a rookie as well so they might have found something with him if they can get him in a lave as as their one two and you know this might cause a laugh but if mike thomas could ever get back on the field um i, I don't know what they do a quarterback i don't know if it's Jameis. I, don't, I i doubt it's andy dalton dalton hasn't been bad but it's you know, yeah, but
1: he's he's washed. He's yeah, a, it's not the red. He's Russell a back. He's 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 a he's a backup at this point. Uh, he shouldn't be starting.
0: Andy Dalton. I feel like Andy Dalton was playing for the Bengals in like '82. Yeah, and it, it, it is. He's what been a league
1: for a long time. Those, you know, they're bad enough team where they should they should be able to hopefully. I don't even know what they have for draft capital because they they lost a bunch. So I, I who knows? But um, yeah, they need some work.
0: Uh, this moves Tampa to the top of the division, probably puts the Saints out of the division. They're now 4-9. They're pretty much cooked. Um, Tampa's probably got a stranglehold. Maybe they got, I think, a game-and-a-half lead in that division. Kind of puts them into that four spot, and they host the playoff game. So at that point, who knows? Um, they just got click at the right time. That's the only all. problem is if Philly wins the NFC East, which they're probably going to, then Tampa draws Dallas because they'll be the four seed Dallas will be the five seed and with with Tom's offensive
1: line and Dallas's
0: defense they will yeah they'll lose that game by 25 um that's the that's mm-hmm. the one downer for you know us as Brady fans And I mean I love Brady but they're just, they're
1: just not there right now
0: I would just rather not see Brady go out to <laughs> yeah. the Dallas Cowboys yeah, getting you know absolutely destroyed by Micah Parsons but that may be the way it all goes down um so that kind of wraps up the week 13 recap for us. There was a, it was just an awesome the the second half of the Sunday games was, was crazy and it was it was awesome.
1: And pretty good football week, man.
0: Yeah. So again, week 14 coming up. Uh probably the last week for most fantasy regular seasons. Right with you, um, right. there's some good games across the board. There's also some, you know, kind of snoozers. Um there's a few that I wanted to touch on, and I'm sure likewise for yourself. But uh, the Jets and the Bills uh, in the one o'clock hour of the Sunday Sunday slate is huge, uh, huge game for for both. I mean, the Bills win that game kind of puts them in the driver's seat for the division. If the Jets can somehow go two and zero against the Bills, I mean, they're a long shot in this game, but they've played the Bills obviously well this season. Um yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game. Um we just talked about this offline, but one of the weirder lines of the week, the Vikings are ten and two and they're playing at Detroit, who's five and seven, and Detroit is favored in the game. That's insane. Uh so another division another divisional game there. Um I guess the Lions still semi have a shot. In some capacity to to make the playoffs, so this is kind of you know they have to win out. Um, they're favored for some reason. I mean, why would Vegas favor them in this game?
1: That that's what I don't understand. What do they know that we don't?
0: Uh, probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know I don't know. Um, it's kind also of a late week. also in the uh, in the one o'clock hour, Philly at the Giants. Uh, again, Giants. If they had won last week and not tied, this is probably even a bigger game for them but this is kind of if they i this is i think it they, for them. yeah they have to win this game so this is kind of a playoff game for them um good luck. yeah the bucks at the 49ers again
1: i would say that's probably the best game of the week i mean
0: yeah i don't know. that that's a that's a it's a no, good, I think
1: no that that and the, the you said it best in the beginning the jets bills probably th- those two games are probably the best um
0: games. the sunday night game is the Dolphins at the Chargers. That could be fun to watch, just not... I don't think it has as much weight to it. 52 over under, there's going to be points in the game. 100%. Um, Also a playoff game. And Miami only favored by three. Um, It's not huge. I I think it's a playoff game because if the Dolphins lose, they're 8-5. Uh, the bills are above the, I mean, there's just a ton of teams above them and I don't think the dolphins have the easiest schedule moving forward. They still have to play in the division. And, um,
1: well, I am, I am a hundred percent a jets and Chargers fan this week because if the jets beat the bills and the Chargers beat the dolphins and we win against the Cardinals. We still, I guess we're alive. I don't know why I'm excited and want the Patriots to make the playoffs. Even though I know they're not going to do anything. I just think I just want them to be in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh. They're somehow favored against Arizona <laughs> what? as well on Monday Night Football, which is kind of crazy. Kyla's playing fucking Call of Duty. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it double XP this weekend? Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some, there's definitely some decent games. Um, I think there's, I think there's more kind of snoozers on the slate. Again, the, I mean, the Bengals are big favorites. Uh, the Cowboys play the Texans. They're 17 point favorites. Even the Philly game, I mean, they're seven point favorites. Casey plays at Denver, which is weird because mm-hmm. it's a divisional game, but Casey's favored by nine and a half. Um, Should be like
1: 19 and a half.
0: Yeah. The, the one but problem, I don't know, though. The I one mean, problem is, though, I mean, if there's one constant on Denver, their defense, defense is good. Yeah, I agree. And they might be able to replicate what Cincinnati did, if anyone can. Um, that Steelers Bronco I mean Steelers Ravens game could actually be a, a pretty good game.
1: Just be neither of them are like high octane offenses, but it'll be a defensive battle and uh Ravens need that win. Um and actually, believe it or not, the Steelers kinda need that win as well, even though I don't think they're gonna go anywhere. I just think they, they do need that dub.
0: So Steelers are favored. Yeah. So I mean that Oh that, really? That goes to show you what yeah oh, what, two and Ve- a half, right? what Vegas thinks of oh, shit. Huntley. Um well, the Ravens have actually been better away. I mean the four and two record-wise away from uh MT Stadium. So we'll see. But I'm uh I'm not a quitter, I'll tell you that much, but I was um, killed it. Yeah, 0-5 last week on the bets, which was you know just as hard as it is to do as five and zero. Um, So we're going to try it again this week. But uh, I'm going to stick to some of the script of the unders that I've been riding with the larger spread. So taking the Bills under, which is 44 um, in the Jets game. Taking the Dallas under, which is 45. I don't don't know why because they just scored 54 points themselves. But I just can't imagine Houston scoring very many points in this game either. Um, I'm taking the Chiefs under in the Broncos game as well, um, which is 43. I am going to take Seattle minus 3.5 because I think that they handle the Panthers pretty easily at home, uh, even without a running game. And then I was going to take Miami minus 3, but I almost have to like fade myself at this point. So, <laughs> fading yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take um, the Jets plus 9.5. Uh, I just feel like it's a division game. They already won the game earlier this year uh I, nine and a half is a lot for any division game so I'm taking the under in that game and the nine and a half points
1: curious so what the weather is going to be like in Buffalo
0: it says um 31 and whatever this little icon is some sort of cloud situation
1: so just cold okay
0: yeah just cold who knows Though I mean I don't know that could fucking change they could get like 12 feet of snow and <laughs> play in Detroit again All right um yeah, I'm just going to ride with the Jets again. They fucked me last week. But also, they almost didn't fuck me. True. I sound like an addict. <laughs> going 0-5. But, uh, yeah, we need a big week here. So, I'm going to ride with the Unders in the in the big games that are like the heavy spreads. Um. Yeah, and we'll just see how we do again there. But it hasn't, uh, hasn't been great. Well,
1: hey, hey, listen, uh, you know... Uh, this is a new week, so uh, we'll find out. I mean, uh, shake off, shake off the L, and and move forward. So yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think the, any of those bets this week are are bad ones, but unfortunately, that's you know, football betting is difficult. It's not a Sunday easy task. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll give it a whirl.
0: Uh, power rankings. So
1: I think my order is staying the same. I mean, not not uh, my order, but my teams are staying the same. My order might change a little bit.
0: I am... Yeah, I'm going to change my order a little bit. I'm taking... I mean, they lost. They got kind of whooped. I have to take Miami out. Um, Miami's kind of moved in and out, and...
1: Yeah, I don't have them in.
0: I have to take them out. So, I'm keeping Philly 1. I am moving Buffalo to 2. And I'm moving Dallas to 3. Because Kansas City lost. And... I mean... Buffalo has looked. Buffalo's look good. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, Philly easily could be the two best teams in the league. I have no idea. Um, and then for my fifth, I was gonna put San Fran, but again, I the the quarterback thing. It, if if Garoppolo stayed healthy and and they won this that game in the same exact manner, I probably would have put San Fran there. Um, I'm gonna put Cincinnati. Uh, they're eight and four. They're probably in the driver's seat for the division now because Lamar's hurt, and they just beat Kansas City. So um, I'm gonna put them at five with kind of a five B of being San Francisco.
1: Okay, I like it. I mean, I'm 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 very similar. I got it. KC can't be number one for me right now, so I gotta put Philly back in the number one spot. I'm still gonna put KC at two. Um, I. Maybe I'm wrong about Allen because you know I said that they you know preserve him, but this is two games in a row he's been pretty good again. So uh, I'll put Buffalo at three because I had moved them to four. My I mean I don't know if that's the right idea, but I'll I'll put them at three and then I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Cowboys at four and I'm gonna keep San Fran at five and you know I had I I had Miami at six. I know we're not doing six, but I had Miami at six, and I, I think I agree with you. i gotta, I got to put the Bengals there.
0: I mean, the Bengals are right there. And, um, and, and as they just proved, they can obviously beat anyone. But I just can't
1: move them ahead of the teams that I have in there right now.
0: With that being said, the Kansas City game went a different way. Butker hits that field goal, and I know that's not how this all works, but Butker hits that field goal, and Kansas City somehow wins in overtime. We're talking about Kansas City just beat Cincinnati on the road. And they're the best team in the league, or the second best team in the league. You know, so it. I understand not dropping them any lower. I just, I had them at two, and they lost. And I feel like D- Dallas is moving in the right direction. Buffalo is, I think, also moving in the right direction. Um, that Dallas-Philly game is going to tell us a lot. And Cincinnati's just, yeah. Cincinnati looked I mean, Cincinnati's great. got the
1: Browns this week, and if the Steelers beat... Baltimore, and then, then you're exact, talking about exactly what you said. And then you have to go through the Bengals instead of Bengals coming to you. Even if the Bengals came to you, I wouldn't be excited about that. I'd be nervous. Uh, they're a problem.
0: So Baltimore is in third right now in the conference. So Baltimore and Cincinnati are both 8-4. and four. Cincinnati wins that game. Just say, you know, your storyline, Baltimore loses. Kansas City and Buffalo are the hell am I in? I'm in the AFC. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo are obviously one and two. Um, Cincinnati wins. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to lose in Denver or anything along those lines, but um, Cincinnati wins and gets that division. At least they can get that three spot. The problem is, like, they don't one way or another if they can't get one or two, they have to play that extra game, and then they have to go to Buffalo or to Kansas City. That's just gonna be tough.
1: Oh yeah, I, I especially going to. I mean, going to Arrowhead's a problem because it's loud as fuck, and then go, going to is cold and 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 it's loud, and those fans are psychotic too. So, um, but I mean, this is what <laughs> this is what we wait for, man. I mean, playoff football is. is not many bad things in playoff football. So. No, and we're
0: also, we are also talking about all of these teams, and I. What do we got? Four four weeks left though, so. I hate I hate to I hate to do this, but like I had Minnesota in my top five for weeks. They lost one game, I dropped them out, and then they won two in a row. They're ten and two. So, you know, as much as we're talking about Dallas and San Francisco, their game better than Dallas and two games better than San Francisco. I don't think they're better teams. So and, that's and, why, that's, and that's why you're doing from it, From a power-ranking right, expe- perspective. Um, I mean, Minnesota's plus 10 point differential on the season. Put that in perspective. Philly's plus 112, and the Cowboys are plus 127. <laughs> so that just goes to show you kind of where they align. I just
1: feel like the more complete teams, and that's and that's why my power rankings. I mean, I've had, you know, San Fran in for three weeks now, and, you know, they just took over the division lead, you know, uh, from the Super Seagulls, but, I mean... Even even with you know um, Purdy, which I don't, I agree with you. it's a a question mark. I think the bigger question mark to me, and I, we said that when we covered the the game, is if Bosa's out. If if Bosa's out, I mean they're a completely different team, and I take him out, and I probably put the Bengals in. Um, but if Bosa plays, I mean Purdy played majority of that Miami game, and he looked pretty good, and they dominated. So um, he doesn't have to do crazy amounts. I mean he just has to do the, the same thing he did this week and, um, and again very very small sample size um, and then they get they get Tampa this week so another um, good test tough go yeah, yeah so. for sure we'll de- I mean
0: Tampa's defense not bad so um, yeah some interesting games but that kind of wraps up our, our week 14 preview you know some of our power rankings and and whatnot yeah um, yeah, I mean, happy that happy football is still going on. Just can't believe the season's already at week fourteen and fantasy's almost, about to be over. Yeah, almost coming to an it's, end.
1: It's bananas. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I do want to just do uh, you know, as we uh end, you know, the uh, power rankings, you know, uh, the week, the betting. I do want to say bring up, you know, uh, my home team, our home team, I should say, the PC Friars, who have been underwhelming to, you know, um, to say the least, but um the battle of rhode island just happened uh this past saturday pc versus uri and we put a spank down on on the rams and um we look good i mean i'm really hoping that you know we start to come into our own and some of these players you know step up and they figure out what's working and what's not you know before we start going to these biggies matches we got two kind of games uh, tomorrow and saturday hopefully we get two more wins win. that they should win uh key key words in that uh are, are should win um i will say uh Jayden pierre our backup point guard um he's been he's definitely been a bright spot and bryce hopkins is a problem so um they need to keep feeding those guys the ball and clifton moore had a pretty good game uh on saturday so i'm just hoping that you know um we keep rolling and we figure it out because uh it's been um not what I thought.
0: I yeah, a few that. bad losses in the uh, in the Mohegan series definitely didn't put them into a good spot. But, again, if they can kind of clear up this week with two more wins, you know, get a few more as they roll into. I think they play away, what, that following week when they play at Seton Hall, something like that. Yeah, um, we, got,
1: we got definitely after this, uh,
0: we have well, Albany on Saturday. Yep um so they
1: play away Manhattan I think tomorrow uh one second let me um tell yeah. you. actually
0: no they're definitely away that following week but the the Big East as they get into the Big East how that's gonna look once yeah, they Seton, start getting Seton Hall that next game yeah they play at, then Marquette at then,
1: then Butler I mean that we're, we're rolling right into the Big right. East it's that's gonna what I'm it, saying there's no that's why there's no these, these
0: two these two should just be cans of corn hopefully with Albany and Manhattan that they're you know just take care of business and, i
1: mean January's going to be tough man i mean that so so we have manhattan albany and then the round out uh um uh, december is Seton hall at seaton hall then marquette at providence and then we play at butler um the 29th but january's tough man january's real tough i we have DePaul at DePaul, then yukon at home then st john's at home then at creighton then at marquette DePaul again at home, Butler, and then Villanova to end, you know, January. So there's no there's no half-stepping in January, and, you know, we need to, you know, figure out, you know, uh, this chemistry prior to, you know, getting to this Big East because uh, it's going to be tough.
0: I mean, the one, I guess, good thing there is not good, but the kid from UConn just got hurt too. That was one of their um, starts. I mean, He's like fifth right now. Um, so maybe that makes that game a little bit easier, but, yeah, I mean – Let's just handle business this week and kind of roll into the big east from there um, yeah one game at a time but we'll uh we'll kind of update that moving forward um but we yeah. hadn't
1: we hadn't won we hadn't won in the ryan center since like 2015 something it's been a long time since we uh we won uh, at the ryan center so um good for pc and again uh don't want to take anything away from the rams i mean if Basically, if PC's not playing the Rams, I'm a Rams fan of, you know, uh, same thing, you know, with, uh, you know, Bryant basketball. I mean, I root for Rhode Island, period. Uh, but PC's at the top of the pecking order for me, so.
0: Bryant might be the best team in the in the uh, state. Yeah, <laughs> right? Kind of wild to think when they were Division three, like, you know, five years ago or something like that, and now they're playing Division one schedule and they're awesome and getting, like, transfers and all sorts of stuff it's it's kind of wild to think of like when what they came from we went to um, B- bryant
1: basketball camp in like 2000 or not even not even like 99 and
0: what we were com- you know from what we were used to it was an awesome gym right like from an actual like division one perspective their
1: Forget facilities are it.
0: horrendous it's, it's like it's like a high school compared to some of these places so uh, good for them good for bryant for getting guys and and uh you know showing out
1: yeah man um, again, another week in the books, man. Um, any closing statements, bud?
0: No, man. Um, hope everyone has a has a good week. Uh, goes a little bit better in their betting than 0 and 5, and maybe we can, you know, turn this thing around. But uh, not much outside of that
1: yeah good good luck luck in
0: fantasy in week 14 that's what i was gonna say good luck i know we need wins in all of our leagues to either clinch a bye or quarterfinals.
1: most quarterfinals start next week yeah
0: or to make the playoffs so you know good luck in your fantasy matchups and uh that's pretty much all i got for the week yeah man have a good week absolutely catch everyone next week later